Hello and welcome to... How to Stay Married So Far. Dot, dot, dot. Um, I, I always write it in brackets. Yeah. Not dot, dot, dot. Oh, do you? You're yeah. a bracket man. And of course, you can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Um, or you can watch it or you can do both. Yeah. One after the other. So we... I know that Mark kind of wanted to do this podcast a bit earlier maybe than we have, but we've had a really difficult few weeks mm -hmm. and um, I'm always really mindful that when we talk about anything around mental health that you are really in a safe place with it and you're through it because it's a bit like going through a really dark tunnel and coming out the other side yeah, yeah. as a viewer of it. Yeah. So if you don't know us, if this is your first time to the podcast, Mark was diagnosed with bipolar 2 last June mm. and it was a terribly frightening major breakdown wasn't mm, it it was mm. truly truly awful for us watching so one can't even imagine what it was like for you and then um a couple of weeks ago you had another dark dip into depression didn't you well not a couple of weeks ago i'd say it ended, it it ended week now, yeah. yeah and it lasted for about two weeks well you think it but I actually mapped the exact days. And how long was it? Well, I, there was two days as you were going into it that I knew before you did. Mm. And then it was Thursday to Thursday. Oh, it was right. an exact week. Cause, and we'll talk about a bit about that later, how I'm noticing this it was circularity. Well, and also really it was a full moon. It was a full yeah. moon. Not, I'm, I'm not at all into that lunar nonsense. Well, do you believe the moon? Do you believe the moon affects the tide? Yeah. Well, why would you not think it affects but your brain? But that's not lunar nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe I'm a werewolf, I don't know, because they're, they're controlled by the moon. Yeah, so, as you very cogently and, and concisely said, yes, <laughs> um, I had a breakdown in June last year, and this seven days, I thought it was more like two weeks, but that's telling in itself, isn't it? Because it, mm. like it, it, it must have felt like an age, yeah. yeah. Wasn't as intense, and yet had the same intensity stretched across uh, a longer period of time. Yeah, um, the difference being, I think, that when you had your breakdown in June, like June last year, you were um, fetal position. Yeah, you don't yeah, mind yeah, me absolutely. saying you were unable to move. Yeah. It was the dark, yeah. deepest depression I've ever seen in anyone. Yeah. Whereas this time you've been with using God, gargantuan force and power to get yourself standing and mm. doing the things, the absolute things that had to be done. Mm. And I've seen what an enormous, you know, task that's been, but you've mm. done it. But last June, nothing would, you wouldn't have been able to at all. No, exactly. Really so Ill. in that sense, really in that Ill. sense, you know, something I need to say at the outset, because I often get comments on this. Um, the drugs do work, but Top two top psychologists, specialists in this area say they can't remove all dips. So before we get into the sort of discussion anywhere of do you need to change your meds? Uh, are you taking the med right meds? All that sort of stuff. Um, I am. It is. Uh, but you can't eradicate all dips um, and some highs, you know. And also you've been on bipolar medication for... Not quite. Is it a year? Well, it'd be a year, June. Year, June. June yeah, 9th. of course. So everything that I've read and when I've heard people talking about this, 
people often say a year to 18 months yeah, yeah. to rebalance the chemicals in your brain. So yeah. it, it, it's, I mean, before I really knew about depression, I thought people took antidepressants, da, 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 a couple of days later. It's not like that. There's no quick fix to anything. And it, you need to do everything. You need to exercise. No. You need to, you need to look after everything about yourself yeah. to, to get well. Um, and also there's the tinkering of the drugs and the different kinds you need. And, yeah. And also, you were on antidepressants for a number of years oh, yeah. and did nothing. And they didn't work. It, you were wrongly diagnosed. Absolutely. And they didn't, so, you know, uh, so it's been a journey, I'm Yeah. And, and then a couple of days ago, I posted something, a photograph of me and Nadia, and I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to, um, I wouldn't call it tolerance because it's not about tolerance, is it? But the your, your ability and many other people's ability, you know, who, whose partners are struggling with their mental health or relatives are struggling or friends are struggling, you know, just a shout out really to those people who, you know, for the period of time that, that I was going through this or am going through these moments, you're having to cradle and hold and um, essentially be there in a in a very volatile not volatile as in violent but volatile emotionally not really knowing where you're at at any given moment and that requires an incredible amount of uh generosity of spirit um time and i'd imagine private fear and worry that you're not sharing with the person because you don't want to compound it or make it worse um so in a sense before we were starting to do this discussion we were talking about who should start this i've gone through a protracted episode I've talked before about what it was like when I had the breakdown last year, but I just sometimes sense that we haven't talked enough about the impact on you and thereby us in a marriage. Mm. Um, so you said that you could see me entering this kind of place. And if I'm honest, I kind of had an awareness that I was too, because I don't know if anyone else gets this with bipolar, I could quite literally feel a sort of fizzing in my head. Mm. And I've described that before, but it was a very low level fizzing. And, and it was that similar disassociative kind of, I'm very much here, I can very much function, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm just entirely sort of removed from human relationships. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I, I can walk, I can, I can talk, I can drive, I can do all these things, but um, I can edit, I can, you know, but I, you know, within time, within the two days, I just lost seeing the point of virtually everything. Mm. And I think what slightly alarmed me was that because I wasn't so out of it in the way that I was last year, I kind of, this is going to be really complicated, it's really complicated to put into words. I felt like I had more consciousness of my numbness. Whereas last year I was so in it I couldn't even kind of get out of myself to look at it and sense you it. You were just numb. I was just numb. But was... you were taken away enough to feel the numbness this time. Yeah, exactly. You so deep. Exactly. Yeah. So I could observe it more. And in a weird way, that was slightly more distressing because right. I wasn't entirely immersed. I had conscious to have consciousness of it and to mm -hmm. see and sense that I just didn't. Difference between a general anaesthetic and a local anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, in a sense. It's like you needed the general to do yeah. the deep operation and now you have locals, but you can see what's happening to you your legs. Feel, you can feel that the tools are in your teeth and exactly. they're in them out. And you can hear the saw going at your hip. Mm. Um, so that, yeah. So, I mean, you know, what more can I say? That That's kind of what I went through. So, how, what did you go through? 
Well, you're sitting there looking at me like you're not going to say anything at all. I'm listening to you. No, 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 I know, but I what mean, I'm curious. bloody t- Is that just me sitting there looking like you know If I'd been interrupting, you would have said, can you never just give me a minute to speak? Typical. I was listening intently to what you were saying. But your eyes were doing that sharp they weren't focus. They were anything. I think your eyes don't focus on the thing you're looking at. I just think there's something weird. Okay, so how, how was it for you? Well, that's a very big question. All in well, one absolutely. I mean, I say, so it was seven days clear you were out, like, you know, like you say, functioning, but um, very much, yeah, very sad and very dark. And there was two days that I abs- before that, that I absolutely knew it was coming. And there was a couple of days before those two days when you were just curmudgeonry and it was, you know, there was everything going on with Ukraine. We were doing our coffee moaning. We were all feeling, the world was feeling overwhelmed. I think, mm. you know, we were all feeling sad and like, oh my God, we've done the pandemic. And mm. now this horror, this absolute horror, threat of nuclear war, Putin. So we were all like hanging on a bit. And you said to me, I'm feeling really something, something dark or something. And I went, and I said, I remember you were behind me. I said, well, we all are at the minute. So don't worry about that, Mm. we all are. But actually, I was saying to myself, hopefully this is just him feeling what we're all feeling. But somewhere inside of me, I thought, no, Mm. he's going to go down. But I kind of like, you know, to just carry on like he's not. And then you have the two days before where you were wanting to sleep more. It always comes with more sleep. Mm. You suddenly can't wake up. Mm. And you hear about that, don't you? Depression and sleep and... And I, I always thought I knew what that meant, but actually now I really know what it means. Mm. It's like it's like somebody's been tranquilized. It's not like like, oh I can't get up, no. I just want to sleep, I'm depressed. It's like it's just you leave the world. Mm. Mm. Like you leave And that's that's so alien to me. I just I you know, I hate I hate that. And then and then you stew and then it compounds the, the mm. initial problem. So you know, you were good because there were you know, you were trying to I mean I suppose and you've said it before. The difficulty is to know when to pull someone out of that stupor and and when to allow there to be some private space, not to work anything out, but just to almost let it pass through you in some way. Because although you've, you know, there's always this, it's so hard. I mean, I've, t- I've talked about this in, in mental health chats before. Sometimes language just doesn't work. work. Yeah. And this is a non-linguistic language thing. This is a... Whatever it is. That's why I look very intently at you. You know, I yeah. look. And sometimes you say, why are you looking at me like that? It's because I've learned. And actually, I'm annoyed because there was a beautiful message left under your post yesterday from um, somebody. Maybe at the end we can pull it up and we can read it. And she talked in a very similar way about the way that she deals with her husband mm. and to the point where he'd wanted them to, to split up because... Mm. He didn't want to be a burden anymore. And she talked about the ebb and flow and allowing him to sleep or, Mm. you know, convincing him to not sleep. Mm. And it is a dance. It is a really, it's a complicated dance. Like sometimes I'll come in and think, is this one of those where if I just push a bit harder and we go out to the park, you might feel the teeniest bit better? Or is this, because I've been in that place before where I think, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is go for a walk. And I can't, I just can't be in the air or the light or see people. Um, 
So yeah, that's the first dance in those early days when somebody is going into a depression. And I suppose I'm saying somebody now instead of just you, because I'm aware that there's going to be people listening and thinking, God, that's exactly how it is for me. Mm. Because, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's so many things. And of course, as the partner of somebody that is suffering like that, like it is awful, I'm not going to lie, it's mm. horrendous. Mm. I... You know, I go off to loose women. I'm smiling. I'm and inside, I there was a number of times that I was really scared. Hmm. About what? About how? Just give me one second. Sorry. Um, and 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 it is really really scary when you. I mean, you talk about how you weren't deep enough to not feel the numbness, but also witnessing that. I mean, really witnessing like that. Like a number of times coming in and you're just sitting, just emptied out, but just, I mean, it's just petrifying, absolutely petrifying because nothing can work to show you any light, you know, mm. I can't bring any light into the room. Mm. So, in a way, it's very clear, and in a way, it's very unclear because you get, I got to the point where I just know that I, the only thing I can do is just be a constant. That's the only thing I do. I'm not gonna, I have, I'm powerless. Mm. I mean, I so many times did the serenity prayer over that week of just like saying, I am actually powerless. All that I can do is let him know that we love him, that we're waiting. I'm sorry, babe. You see, I'm in one That's, of you know, that's all, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. So your post was so lovely and it was really meaningful to me and I really appreciate it. But what I would also say is that when somebody that you love is in a lot of pain, if you really love them, there are no choices. It's not about going, oh, what, what, what choices do I make here? Mm. There is no choice. The choice is that somebody that you love is in absolute dire straits and what would you do other than just be there to hold them in whatever way you need to hold them now the complicated thing about this is if that had gone on for another week and another week and another week as some people's depression does and maybe some days it will with you we don't know it's about managing that as a partner isn't it mm. it's about and this is this was this post that's only post yesterday it's about managing that where you are looking after that person, holding that person, but also holding yourself. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. And that's why I'm so lucky that I have good friends that I can, I don't talk to it. I don't talk in the depth that I'm feeling yeah. because it's too much. But I can say, if somebody says to me, how are you? And I say, well, I'm okay, but, I'm really worried about Mark because he's so un he's so unhappy or he's struggling. Yeah. And I'm really proud of us as a couple that we can say that to people because still it's difficult. 
yeah, yeah. It's like I was saying to you the other day, wasn't I, that I'd said to all my family, um, just on the phone, I hadn't seen my family for a week and I see them a lot. And I, 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 I reached out to my mum. I said, Mum, I'm sorry I haven't seen you much. I said, but I'm going to be honest. I don't want to lie about it. I said, Mark's been really suffering with his mental health and it's just, it's very painful actually. He's really sad and it's really painful. And she was so lovely and she came back and she was like, Oh, you know, that, oh, we just feel so helpless and what can we do? And, you know, saying so much love and all the family saying love and Dina was checking in and everything. And then it was so strange because then when they came around a couple of days ago and you were upstairs and they were like, where's Mark? And I said, oh, he's upstairs, come down, he's much better. Okay, he's much better. Oh, good, 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 he's so much better. Good, good, good. You know, and they came, you came into the room and you could see them all like... You know, they were all just like, oh, hi. And you didn't know that I'd been having these conversations no. about you. And they were all like, oh, hi. And then it stops there because we've still got those issues around mental health. Now, if I'd said to my family, you've been up, you broke your, you broke your hip mm. and you've been in agony all week, you'd have come straight down, you'd have come down the road, how's your hip? Mm. You've been in a lot of pain. And that's why we always make the decision in the end to talk about these mental health issues that we go through because we do really want to push the barriers on that and push the taboos on it. Because why can... I mean, it was like my friend was here the other day, wasn't she? And she said, oh, hi, Mark, how are you? And you went, oh, I'm good. And I said to you, it's okay, I've told her that he's been really bad because there's still that taboo of anyone saying, I hear you've been really struggling. Yeah, and if you walked in with your leg in plaster, they'd oh be like, my oh, God, my God, how's your leg? Yeah. Oh, my God, you had flu. Oh, my God, you had Omricon. Mm. But nobody can say that when it's mm. mental health because everyone assumes it's embarrassing, it's private, it's shameful. Mm. And I didn't know anything about mental health until I knew you, really. And I mean, when I think of the tragedies that have gone on in my life and my family's life with mental health, I've only really understood now that, um, that you know, and all the it, restrictions on talking. Is it a blessing or a curse that you now know about mental health? I mean, you could argue that sometimes... I'm really glad bliss. that I'm living in an age where I can say, if I was having to deal with it or keeping it totally yeah, secret, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I could do yeah. that. I mean, it's interesting, your par there's a parallel in terms of how your parents were dealing with it or, or you know, and it's like my mum, you know, she's my one parent and she has said herself, I, don't, I can't watch your mental health films, Mark, and I struggle to watch, you know, something like this because I, I can't bear hearing it. And you could view that in one of two ways. It's like, oh, you could be a bit more sort of <laughs> interesting. Well, you know what but I'm saying? I think being... Screaming in pain. You know, like if your child is yeah. screaming in pain, you it's don't want to hear your child screaming agonizing. in pain. But you reach out and you put your arms around mm. your child. And I, when I see somebody, in now I really, well, I can't completely understand because I haven't experienced, but now I've witnessed the level of pain that goes on. Mm. Yeah, of course I'm glad that I'm, cognizant of it now of course i'm glad that i'm more informed than i ever was and i you know and i'm i'm the thing is us talking about it in the way that we did, and i'm sure many many people mark will say oh i wish they'd just shut up oh, God, and what oh what banging on about their mental health mm. and i know it takes some bravery and guts from both of us to continue to talk about it well why do they just why do they tell everybody else that's the root of the mm. problem mm. That is it. That's it. Mm. It's like, don't tell anyone. There is so much shame still attached to it and there just shouldn't be. I just wonder, but you, you know, everyone would have you think 
that there's so much awareness around mental health. There's awareness. Yeah, but there's not dealing but with it. what does awareness actually yeah. mean? It means you can How package deep? it up for Mental Health Awareness Week and then and then feel like you've dealt with it. I mean, and at the same time, you need to, you do need to flag it. I mean, one of the major problems going into or coming out of an episode of sorts is the sense of being a burden. It's like there is consciousness of it. It's not like you enter just a, mm. and I don't mean selfish as in, you know, you're consciously making a choice. I mean, selfish as in it's about, about the yourself, self. yeah. Um, and it's gobbling up yourself and you can't escape yourself uh, in order to reach out and, and, and you know, offer the normal kind of interactions of, of life. Um, but the sense of being a burden is a really difficult aspect of it. And I think that must be the thing that leads you when you're struggling with it, when I'm struggling with it, to want to be private because you literally think by removing myself from the center of the family or by removing myself physically, it gives them a break. It, it gives <laughs> but them... except that that we know that you're there and you're no 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 I realise it's a false worried because you can't yeah, see them. yeah yeah no it's a fool's gold and it and it, it's not what it is but it it's almost an it's a compulsion that you can't escape is that what within a limited range of options here what can I do to not be visually and visibly in a bad way in front of everyone and, you know and I'm very mindful around the girls I don't want them to. You know, it's terrible. I don't want them to have memories of that. I don't want them to remember me, you know, when I'm not particularly functioning well. I don't want, you know, I don't want that to be the thing that defines me. And I think this is one Do of the big really problems. Do you really think with the incredible relationship you have with your girls? No, but I think within the, within the darkness of an episode, it's everything you're thinking because you, yeah. you're not looking at when you weren't yes, you're not looking course, at how yeah. you you're come in across hole. in a positive moment you yeah. don't think you're going to get that positivity again and yeah you just you just feel at the bottom of a very very deep hole and um you do want to escape from your loved ones. There is, there is some general, I'm sure other people with mental health understand, you know, issues and understand this. There is in your own perverted, depressive sense, state, um, some kind of altruism you feel in removing yourself. Now, the danger with that, and I'm incredibly cognizant of it, is that of those people I know who have, say, committed suicide and stuff, the sense that they have is that they're a burden or that the world would be a better place. I haven't, I didn't have that in this last episode, but I can see it and I can, I can understand why people feel it. And that's alarming enough. That's alarming enough. And I say again, you know, um, you know, serenity prayer included, that um, in a sense, having a family you know, because I, I always think that my alcoholism was a slow motion form of, of suicide. And I think it can be for a lot of people. It's it's the, I don't mean coward in a terrible way, but it's the, it's the person who can't bring themselves to make, to make the, to do the act. It's a slow motion form of self-harm with an inevitable end if you carry on abusing it. It's the same with drug addiction. You know, you get hooked into the addiction, so you're not really making... You know, you're not making um, choices about this because you're dependent, but your dependency gets worse and your refusal to sort it 
gets worse because you know you're on a you're on a certain course and i know countless people that i was in rehab with that you hear about in in aa or that i still hear about or see in the press or you know on social media that this happens to and it wouldn't go down as a suicide it will go down as you know cirrhosis of the liver or go down as you know whatever but i think these people feel so dark that they're just using something to remove themselves, you know, they, and the irony is, of course, you become a huge bird. You know, I can see and I can feel that it would be the worst thing, you know, it would ruin the lives of people I love for that to happen. Mm. And I think, like me stopping drinking, you know, all this stuff about you need to do it for yourself, of course you do. You know, you, you know I argue about that, that I am doing it for myself because I'm doing it every day, sobriety. Mm. Um, but I am actually doing it for my family because I don't want girls growing up with the trauma of it. I don't want you growing up with the, you know, growing up, you living with the exhaustion, the the flip-flopping between rage and compassion and the exhaustion that that would, you know, that, there's so many reasons that the unreliability, the, the, the mood swings, um, all that, you know, I, don't, I just don't want to create that. And, and so, you know, when you say, you know, you worry, and I presume that your worry is that that could happen or that it might get to a bad place. Yes, there's a fear. And I'm sure this happens. The reason I'm sharing like this is because I think this is the case for a lot of people with a lot of different conditions is, you know, the fear for me is what is me. I know, you know, I don't want to get to a point where I don't understand what I am. And we talked about this the other day, how much of what makes all of our personalities and makes all of us different is about the little kinks in our own mental health. The little, you know, bubbles in the road, the little potholes that we all have. How much is that just about being a human? And at what point is it about medication, therapy, whatever, to get to what point? Some notional idea of perfection. I don't know what that is. But equally, when I'm in that dark, dark place, I suppose when I go there, there is that fear at the back of my mind of where, where will this take me? Where will I land with That's this? Surprised. Yeah, where will I, I land mean, I with feel this? that watching you. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got no idea where you're going to land. Yeah. Uh, and so looking at you and looking how lost you are in those days when you feel like that. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine how scary that must be because it's scary for me mm. and I'm not you mm. I'm not in you and it's really it's really scary because it's like there were a couple of times where I did actually stop and go what if he doesn't come back and I'm not talking about suicide I'm talking about what if he doesn't come back mm. because you kind of left the building mm. but on this subject of you know it's like, it's quite interesting all the things that come up there that could possibly, we could think differently next time you have an episode, you know? Mm. So like I saw, I'm, I knew that it was coming. So instead of keeping that quiet, mm. maybe if you're open to, because I, I'm sure lots of people that live with people that have depression and anxiety will connect with this, that often what comes alongside it is a real irritability. Mm. 
Uh, I noticed that with one of our girls that gets anxiety as well. I can almost feel when she's going to an anxious place because she gets really, really irritable. Uh, uh, and actually, I find that the hardest thing right. with people with mental health issues because that's it's so hard. It's like, oh, my God, I'm hanging on to so much here and now you're jumping at me and picking uh, at me and it's like, oh, I can't actually do that. There was a couple of times in that week where I went, no, no, you can't. You mm. can't snap at me because I can't do all of this and, and be snapped at. So maybe... Let's hope there isn't a next time. But if there is a next time, if I'm noticing that, yeah. maybe it would be good for me to say that to you and you not to, not that you have ever had said this, but I'm asking myself, why didn't I say to you, I feel mm. like there's one coming? And I think it was because I was worried you would say, don't say that. Right. It's going to trigger me. Mm. So if that's the case, tell me that. Mm. If, if that would trigger you, tell me that. But if not, then maybe if I said, listen, it looks like you might be going downhill a bit. So let's just plan that. If you wake up tomorrow and you feel in that dark place, let's push everything to the other end of the day. Mm. You can sleep, you can do this, you can do that. And then you're kind of planning for a bit rather than, mm. I think at the moment, I'm like this going, oh my God, something might be coming. You're holding on, trying mm. to not let it come and trying to hide away because you almost hide because you don't want us to see you. Mm. We can say to the girls, listen, we've had this before. We know this. We know this is Dad's, you know, bipolar. He might have he might have a few days coming up where it's going to be pretty dark for him. Mm. But each time it happens, you know, we're more able to deal with it. And you know, you know, he'll be back in a couple of days. Well, I think and it maybe would. that's maybe that will make won't make you feel so. I mean, I suppose in such a sort of typhoon. Yeah. What's the one that goes around like that? A tornado. Tornado. Yeah. Maybe I feel like tornado. <laughs> Hurricane. <laughs> uh, stormy weather. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the other things that's really difficult from my perspective in terms of interacting with you and the family is I think we get hung up in, in uh, our understanding of mental health or episodes that involvement, you know, that are, are triggered mm. by your mental health issues. We get kind of locked into thinking it started here and it ended here. And that was the episode. And of course, you know, as we're talking now, we can identify a sort of concentration of time. Mm. Um, as we could last June, we can identify and, a terrible and time. since last June, you've had quite a few. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I mean, not as bad as I had in the last week or so. Um not as bad as that, but you're right. There is a sort of cyclical. There's a, there's a rhythm, um, a lunar rhythm. I'm trying to work out what it is now. So Four maybe moons. if any of you guys have noticed that, either with yourself or with your partner, because I said to Mark, we really need to write it down because it's a pattern. I wonder if it's anything. Why is it called bipolar? Maybe it's to do with the polar magnetism of the. the I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's originally. But I don't know. But um, one of the things that's difficult is that as one gets on with getting on with everyday stuff and moves through. And the question that I struggle with most is, how are you feeling today? Having, say, come out of an identifiable uh, period. I don't see you as having come out though. I don't think you're out of it. I think the worth, the big heavy black cloud that was raining continuously, mm. night and day, has stopped raining, but the mm. cloud is there. Yeah, yeah, but no, what I'm saying is, it's not about, the, it's not about what you want. What I'm, what, where I'm at is, I don't want this to be carrying on for them. I want to say to them that it's 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 clear, it's fine, it's better. 
but you can't. No, 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 I know, but that's what I want to do, and that creates a tension in me. So, yeah, that's what you've got that to That tension probably yeah. is then where it presents as irritability, exactly. snappiness, because I'm actually. You try and every make minute, up for all of it. Well, also every minute by minute, I'm sure other people relate to this, minute by minute, hour by hour, you can have little moments where you're like, oh, God. It's like being on a fucking roller coaster in your head. Um, and that's why I'm fascinated to see if the ADHD thing, you know, how much of an aspect of it all that is and how much that aggravates it. Because, because my head is Mark's going at a million miles an hour. Yeah, Mark's psychiatrist is had some hope that if you have the ADHD drug, that it yeah. might help balance yeah, yeah. the bipolar drug yeah. bit. Um, yeah. yeah. So there you go, guys. It's It's been... But you know what? I mean, the thing is, is that I've asked two psychiatrists now, said, to what extent can this be resolved? And it's like they said, nothing in life is resolved by, there's not a magic pill for anything. There's a balance that can be achieved mm. um, across a period of time. And we'll never know how much darker those seven days could have been. Without them. Without them. Yeah. And that's where... I find some degree of hope or some degree of relief, but there will forever be fear in Wednesday when you start the new year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for example, last night, it was so nice. I was so <laughs> fired up, in cleared a great mood, twice. cleared up the kitchen twice, had the girls roaring with laughter. Uh, you were really tired, so I'm sure I was an absolute pain in the ass. But no, you weren't. It was lovely. But you know, and I was just bouncing around. It was. It was, and I missed that. I missed that. Um, I mean, as your partner, although I love that, if I'm honest, I do have the fear of what's coming next. Mm. And then today, you you've been so like I haven't known how to talk to you because you've been so like. This is you. It's just, it's just like, it's like the blinkers are on and you're just like coping and managing and racing. And, mm. and, and so I, I've got to learn to just go with it when you're happy and not be thinking what's coming after this. Yeah, yeah. Which is hard, which is really hard. I get it. I mean, yeah, no, it is hard. It is hard, but you know, life is hard, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not as hard as, a lot of other Being things. in Ukraine. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> instantly you can think of things that are harder, but, and, and I wish it wasn't so. It's like you, you kept said to me a lot when you were going through it, oh God, you must be sick of it now and you must be. Now, I want you to get what you, what happens to you when you're in that state is you're just imagining, I just need you to get well because it's like yeah. interfering with my life. It must be interfering. It's not that. It's, it's, I want you to be well because it's agony watching somebody you love. Imagine... Mm. Just turn the tables and imagine what that would have felt like for you watching mm. me. Mm. No, no. Like it's, that. It's just awful. It's, it's so awful and to watch thought... somebody that you love suffering. So it's like, I'm not ever thinking, oh, I wish you'd just be better because this is annoying. I never am. Mm. I'm just thinking, oh my God, what can I do for Mark? Mm. He's just, he's just so sad. Like... The couple of friends that I did speak to about it, you know, I said, he's just so sad. That's what breaks my heart. He's not, it's not like he's crazy, like people think crazy and running around. He's just so sad. And it's like, I 
I sometimes I feel really guilty that I naturally wake up and I'm always filled with hope. Sorry, my phone just ran out of charge and then we couldn't find the charger and so we just thought we'd finish off here. No, so what I was saying was the hard thing for me sometimes is I feel guilty that I have strong mental health. I suppose it'd be a bit like somebody's in a wheelchair and you're running on the spot. Right. That's what it feels yeah. like. I feel like if I'm happy, like if I'm downstairs and I'm laughing with the kids, I stop myself and I think, what must that be like for him hearing me laugh with the kids? But all the time I've got inside me underneath just this like throb of like sadness for you. But, you but must... I can still, you know, function. But it's so important that you don't, that you don't stop being happy. <laughs> or naturally the way that you are because that would just be another hell of responsibilities I, mean, well, I, I suppose what hard. I'm saying is I feel guilty that I can't just stop being happy because I've just been blessed with this I'm just blessed I am just so lucky that I'm just born with cup is half full I think it's because you've got curly hair <laughs> you are your personality matches it I'm no, sorry. to have your mental health, to really understand what to have your mental health is and to not have your mental health is an enormous thing. Yeah. And when I say, oh, my cup is half full, I don't mean that people that are suffering depression can't say their cup is half full. What I'm talking about is I have not struggled with my mental health. Mm. Yeah. You know, I might have Maybe dodgy you're... knees, I might have, you know, all kinds of physical things, but... The but, mental thing, I, I haven't yeah. had to but you're, endure. You're, but you're enduring something else, which is kind of buffets at your mental health, <clears> doesn't <throat> it? Which is my bloody yeah. mental health. Well, but yeah. Oh. Thank you for being you. <laughs> and you being yeah. you, you daft idiot. God, you bipolar nutter. <laughs> <laughs>